Hey, Joel. Yeah? Hey, I've got a really good idea. I'm ready for it. What if we made a podcast? Welcome to Joel and Uriah's Terrible Ideas. I am Uriah. I'm Joel. And this is our podcast. Can you believe it? They just let us have one. I... (laughs) Wait. Who is they that lets us have one of these? I could go into the list of like everywhere that we're where are, are we're platformed, um, and that could technically be the answer. But also, we could all we could just say the grown ups. The gr- yeah, I'm not a grown up yet. <laughs> no, uh, definitely not at all. Not. <laughs> man, man, that the, they that they trust me to be an adult and have kids and do things in the world is just. I know it still astounds me. I think, and I think that those grown ups (laughs) that let us be grown ups kind of made a bad decision sometimes. I yes, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so they let us have a podcast. They the 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 ubiquitous they the man decided it was okay. Yes, that we had a podcast. Yeah, they and 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 when they said we could have a podcast, they said it should be about us taking turns telling each other about a terrible idea and then seeing if we can give it enough oomph. To exist in the world without ever because actually making it exist in the world with, like, concrete steps. Because for some reason, if there is something Uriah and I excel at, it's that. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible ideas with lots of thought and no follow through. No execution whatsoever. <laughs> made a podcast about anything anything any of our shared interests and this is the thing we decided to do we did something with star wars for a bit we have tossed around some other ideas but no this is the one this, this is, is the one this is... to the wall yep and and you know what and honestly i kind of love that that it is sticking to the wall right like that we've gone ahead and made this a weekly thing instead of what we were doing before um, Right. because now i i was i was like we can really like laser in on the thing that we both enjoyed the most and that i think right. turns out the best but can we at least like like acknowledge that two plus year hiatus just proves that our original podcast was actually a terrible idea. <laughs> the first one, the first one we did, the meta podcast, where we're like, "Hey, let's do a podcast and let's see how far we get along with execution." Approximately <laughs> twenty weeks, uh, if you count yeah. both of the shows together. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Um, All right, so it's not my turn this week. It's uh, not. I, I had the idea last week. I'm, we're going to actually continue in the in the in the grand tradition of season two of uh, the the co-host accidentally setting us up perfectly. You're talking perfect, right? So you talked about um, you you mentioned our other show, right? The Star Wars show, Intercepted Transmissions. Yeah. Um, today, while I was doing some work on the podcast, I moved all of the old files for that show into a folder called Old, which I will probably never open again. It was, that makes sense. Yeah, yep. I, I sort of had this little mini funeral for it as I was putting it in. And I thought, well, that was fun, but now it's done. I have a file like that, except I call it archive That's because I don't like the word old. <laughs> <laughs> I, it makes me feel like I'm saving something from right. it. As opposed to just letting it die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no. So the way that you were setting me up for this, right? I want to take one last crack at Star Wars in our podcast form. Um, okay. And so the terrible idea is I want to tell a Star Wars story that hasn't been told yet. Okay, so this is kind of like the Disney princess one we just did, but Star Wars and not necessarily princesses. Right, yeah. It's it's like that, except it's not like that at all. 
<laughs> just just that we're coming up with a movie idea. It doesn't have to be a movie. Oh, okay. So Book, Star, Star comic, Wars, anybody cartoon, who, right? Could be a, a, okay. a cartoon, a live action show, a comic book, um, a novel, a audio book. Which is usually just a novel turned into a re- with read. <laughs> they do a much better job with the Star Wars audiobooks. That's not the point. Um, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the cool thing about Star Wars, right? It could be a video game. It could be mm-hmm. literally all of these things at once. Shadows of the Empire in the '90s was that. It was like a, this cross-platform, cross like intermediate. I'm not aware of this. Oh, dude, look it up. It, it's awesome. Okay. Um, you learn a lot more about all those bounty hunters that were standing on the bridge of the Star Destroyer mm, in Empire okay. Strikes Back. It's all about the, uh, not all about, but a big part of it is the search for Han Solo after Boba Fett takes him away from Bespin. Okay. So it's, cool. it's, it's all very good. It's very interesting. It was this really great idea. It was so hyped up in certain platforms that they, people thought it was another movie. Um, and oh, it, wow. And it wasn't. It was like comic books and novels and video games and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, all that to say, we don't have to constrain ourselves to making a film. I think we can focus on okay. some of All the right. story beats and then we can decide how that plays out in different avenues. That's what I was just about to suggest that let's first figure out the story and then figure out the best way that that story is communicated rather than sticking. I think that's how they do it anyway. They don't start saying, all right, we're going to make another movie. What's a good story to tell in a movie? No, they say, all right, what's the stories we've got? What's the best way we can tell that story? Maybe. I don't know. I the the, the most. I don't know who they is. I, but More of those grownups, I think. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> These are the Lucasfilm grownups. <laughs> the real grownups. The re- you know, the ones that never grew up <laughs> and consider, continue to live in a Star Wars fantasy universe. I like those grownups. They seem like pretty good. They seem like pretty all right, folks. <laughs> Um, okay. Right. Um, did you have an in, in, initial thought to get that ball rolling? Well, all I, the only thought that I had was it has to be a story that hasn't been told yet. And we've okay. seen a lot of stories about Jedi. And we've seen we have. Uh, now a handful of stories about bounty hunters. We have a few stories about like soldier types. Um, okay. But what we don't have is like the everyman Joe or Jane in Star Wars. We don't have their story. Okay. So the normal guy, I thought, to, to be fair, I thought you were about to say we don't have the story from the Sith perspective. Oh. And I thought you were going to suggest that. And I was going to be like, ah, I don't know a whole <laughs> lot about that. So I'm glad you went the direction you did. I'm going to be fair with you. <laughs> well, we do have some villainous perspective in stories, right? There was the the Tarkin book was pretty good. Um, there's Darth Plagueis, which I haven't read. Um, <laughs> there's a ton of yeah, EU okay. books on this. Um, I think that I think that the Sith angle... Right. Like that, that angle has been covered pretty well. Um, but I really, I just don't think we have a good, like everyday, you know, everyday person, maybe thrust into a, an extraordinary situation. Um, but like, what's it okay. like to live on Coruscant or what's it like to be a farmer on Naboo? You know, we don't okay. know these, we don't, we haven't answered these questions. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of room to play in that space. There is, um, in the aftermath stories, they do follow a young Snap Wexley, and True. it kind of starts out like that. He's a very everyday kind of kid, just trying to make his way in the universe on Jakku and the backwards. Not Jakku, uh, Akiva. 
Yes. Sorry. Yes. Akiva. It starts out that way, but then he becomes a much bigger player as the story goes on. And even, I mean, the role is seen in episode seven, eight and nine. Mm -hmm. So, so he becomes a bigger character. Would you want to do something like that? Like the, the, the humble beginnings of somebody who becomes something later, or you just want straight. This is the guy that nobody ever knew about. What if we just, what if we just did a romantic comedy in Star Wars? It's not like, (laughs) okay. When you started saying that out loud, I was like, oh, yeah, we kind of do have that. Luke Skywalker, Anakin That's Skywalker. <laughs> like That's these, also true. These are, um, these are stories that... I, the, 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 I remember the reading the Phasma book, and you got a whole community of people yeah. um, before before she, she left. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're, but they're always the, like, humble beginnings stories. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So what if what if we I get the I humble see a romantic comic the, the humble thirties story? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody that's just truly trying to make their way in the universe, but there's a lot of stuff going on around them. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. How do you go about navigating? Ah, oh, it's a he's a it's a farmer on maybe okay. not Naboo, uh, somewhere. I feel like setting will matter here. Setting will matter here, but let me let's. I I think I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of play right now in that window between um, the fall of the empire and the rise of the first order. Right, right? like the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is in that time window. Uh, we're presumably mm-hmm. Ahsoka is presumably going to be in that time window. So I think maybe that's a space we should stick to. Um, okay. So we can talk about right. Like there's a lot going on in the galaxy. A stable, if evil, government has just fallen and is now being replaced slowly at times by uh, a new less stable government so like what does it look like to live on one of those planets that is that's maybe okay. taking a long time for the new republic to get its stuff together so mid-rim to outer rim somewhere. yeah okay so we're on a Sorry. we're on a mid-rim planet i like that idea i like that it's a mid-rim planet ord man i'm thinking ord mantel but like it's that was it I'll was be honest kinda, with you you don't know where that i is. don't have i don't know the map <laughs> Like, I have so badly wanted, like, a Star Wars universe map of all the planets and where they are. Mm-hmm. The problem is, if anybody ever makes one, the instant they make it, it's out of date because they keep adding more planets, which is awesome. Because is it's cool. an infinite yeah. universe. It's great. I just, I really want one because I I don't remember the names outside of a placement on a map. There is I the, don't. There is a most, I think the most recent one came out in, like, late last year. They did a drop of stuff at Target. Um, okay. And one of the books i want to say it was the cookbook had a map it had a galaxy map in it (laughs) of course it did of course of course it did i could be wrong i might fact check myself in editing later but i i i'm pretty sure there is one that's relatively recent so you could get one that is still in date now (laughs) as of time of recording ord mantel is that what you said ord mantel yeah what major happens there? Pray tell. You don't actually see Ord Mantell in any of the movies. It is, uh, it's mentioned briefly at the start of Empire Strikes Back. Um, okay. Han's talking about leaving and, and he says that, that bounty hunter on Ord Mantell changed my mind. <laughs> uh, Cause he, okay. he, he hadn't gone back and paid Jabba back yet. By the way, go pay Jabba, you idiot. Right. How much, pro- how many of our problems could have been solved if we'd just done that? Ord Mantell is too deep a cut. I realize now that I'm, like, as I'm saying that out loud, that's probably not a good pick. We should at least pick something from the movie. What about Mon Calamari? I like Mon Calamari. That's a good one. I mean, 
that gives us a whole set of characters. It gives us a water type mm-hmm. planet to work with. So that can create some interesting stuff to work with. And no one has ever told the story of how Admiral Akbar fell in love with his wife. Right. Do we know that he's married? I don't know that. I made that up as I was talking. Well, I mean, we don't know that he's not. That's true. That's true. Hey, <laughs> and for all we know, you know what? And maybe he's not. Maybe Admiral Akbar is just married to home one because, you know. Maybe he is. Or maybe. There's a whole story as to why he ended up leaving. I mean, who knows? Anyway, we don't have to tell the story. Yes. That's the story. There is part of the story. story. That's the story. Okay, go. There's a few few episodes in Clone Wars where uh, Admiral Akbar is a young captain. Yes. He is working for the key. Yes, there is a story already about him. Okay. Hmm. But sometime between Clone Wars and the Battle of Scarif, he decides to switch and he goes from not being the admiral of the rebel fleet to suddenly being the admiral of the rebel fleet. So, right. There's, there's, there's room, I think. Um, and who doesn't want a Mon Cala love story (laughs) (laughs) that, that does get a little weird in the image banks there. Uh, Um. I'm not going to tell you the things that I have popped up on Google for me accidentally. (laughs) I spent a lot of time on star Wars subreddits. Ew. (laughs) Um, Honestly, that makes me want to go away from Mon Calamari now. <laughs> Be fair with you. Okay. So there are some, some other places. Let's just like rapid fire up. Like there, there's lots of places in Star Wars, right? Right. Um, Ryloth. Oh, actually, Ryloth could be good. Yeah. Because um, at the end of the Clone Wars, they were struggling with their whole independence situation. Right. So maybe they just got, That's... they just figured it all out. <gasps> oh, Joel, it's the story of... Hera and <gasps> her kid. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you finished Rebels, right? <laughs> yes, I finished Rebels. Okay, good. Yeah, anyways. It's the story of it's the story of Harrison Dula. No, because she's not an every person. She's a hero. She's a hero. It's, yeah. Mm. Here's the thing. We can pick Ryloth. We just make up new characters. It's Harrison Dula's n- neighbor. <laughs> there you go. It, it can be people who know Hera. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, it can be people who know and have encountered all of right. these others. Right. Because, like, that's one of the best things about the Star Wars universe, right? Is that it, is that it all intertwines. It could be the, the lady that raised Hera because we don't know anything about her parents. It could be, like, the, the aunt figure Isn't who inspired her, dad, her to do more than what... Isn't I don't her know. dad Cham Syndulla? Who's like a... Yes! Major. Okay, yes. Oh, my gosh. This is, I think, why we this gave is, up This on is harder than we think to try... Even just, like, try to come... Like, to invent a nobody right. is, is a difficult task. <laughs> because we want to invent a nobody that has a connection with a somebody. Right. I mean, you... you um, we um, literally um, could um, just um, invent a nobody. Not hard at all. I almost am enjoying more the idea of truly a nobody that has no connection to anyone. Oh, like Ray was supposed to be? No, li- literally, literally a nobody. Yeah. Somebody who gets n- the news report about stuff and like, I don't know. No, I like me- that. I like that a lot. It's them digesting. They don't have, we don't have to try to tie in any individual person except for the, a random smuggler or, or bounty hunter or somebody comes to the planet and there's just rumors of these guys. They don't actually ever meet them. Sure, sure, There's sure, just sure. the rumors and the news and the, you know, him or her trying to figure out w- w- in conversation with the neighbors what's actually happening out there in the beyond. How much does it actually matter for us here as I'm farming? Um, 
I mean, there's the moisture farmers on Tatooine. There are the moisture farmers. Th- that seems like a pretty right? reasonable, right? Like they're connected enough, enough, enough. There's enough goings on on Tatooine to be interesting and to still, but to not always get the full story every time something happens. Meluron. Um, That's what I was trying to think of. What? The Meluron farmer. Oh, <laughs> what was going on on um, Lothal? But Meluron don't grow on Lothal. That was the that was the oh, joke right. of that episode. That's right. We don't know where they're grown. I mean, it's got to be somewhere. Right? And so we just make it up as we go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Okay. Um cool. Okay, so Meluron May- May- uh, farmer on Kashyyyk? No, too many wookies. No. Also too nope. much like drama. There's a lot of things that happen on Kashyyyk. Right. Mm-mm. One that is in Midrim, but a little bit out of the way. Ultar. Okay. Ultar. If it's such a deep cut that even I am not going to recognize it, I don't okay. think that's a good pick. I think that's maybe too right. nobody. All right. All right. All right. So on a planet that people will recognize, but not somebody that can be recognized. Yeah. Okay. What about what about Bespin? Maybe instead of a Meluron okay. farmer on Bespin, what if it was or on somewhere? What if we had like a just like a a city person, like an office worker at Cloud City. Okay, Cloud City, Bespin. Afterwards, um, we do know that uh, Lando shows back up to take over that uh, place again. Mm-hmm. Um, we so get that from... Th- there's a scene in the Aftermath books. Yes. Yep. Yes, there's a scene in the Aftermath books. But from there, we get to the, to the point where, uh, at some point in time, Lando would have gone on these missions with Luke to try to find... The oh, Sith Wayfinder. Yes. Thank you. Because they're trying to find Exegol. Yeah, so some point in there, he gets back there, he gets back to Bespin, don't know exactly what happens there, and he eventually goes off on uh, runs with Luke until so- he finally leaves and stays on that one planet uh, from episode nine. Octo. Again. Oh, no, you're talking about Lando. Lando on, was on Pisana. Lando. If it doesn't have a spot on a map, I won't remember it. Hey, where's where's Luke from? Tatooine. Okay, where's um, where's Leia from? Uh, Alderaan places. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyways, I'm just proving your, your theory wrong here. You, you can remember, you're just choosing not to. You've devoted your brain space to important things and not Star Wars. <laughs> Correct. That is more accurate. Either way, okay, I like Bespin. It, it is a farming. I mean, they, they farmed a, a, they farmed gas. I think farm is probably the wrong word. They called it mining. Oh, they're Tabana right. gas mining. But still, that's Tabana a good gas mining. I think that's a good sure. you know, you know, that's a good like you get go your office hands worker or miner. Ooh, miner with aspirations on working in the home office. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we've got aspirations, we've got future planning for this person. Tangentially, maybe would see Lando once in a while. Oh, admires lando for his style and um and charisma style and his winning smile and (laughs) (laughs) and 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 yeah and (laughs) all of these things that you can very much admire lando calrissian for and he wants to be that way but he knows that he it's gonna be tough for him as a you know a a rough hand to make his way up the up the ladder so he's got to really he's got to work so that that's his ambition. Okay. Do you got just a random thought on a name? No, absolutely not. And I think that it stays <laughs> that way for the entire time. No one ever okay. says his name. It's always hey you. <laughs> <laughs> so dude on Bespin. Yes. Um Tabana Gas Miner. Aspirations for more. Yeah, trying to navigate the complexities of uh, moving up the corporate ladder while the, uh, there's con- the corporate ladder is a constantly shifting structure, right? Like 
first it was Lando, then it was the Empire, then it was Lando again, then presumably it was somebody else. Then I think we see a First Order Star Destroyer crashing at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Presumably the First Order comes in at some point. It sounds like it's a pretty a pretty tumultuous time on Cloud City. So somebody's always at the top, but the goal is to keep the Tabanagas going because that's necessary resource right, for, for anybody in charge. Hyperdrives, period. Right. What if he gets in over his head? Ooh. So Well, that'd so, be fun. Okay, so he is not a real big fan of the Empire, but he is a big fan of feeding his family. Mm-hmm. So when the Empire moves in after Lando gets kicked out, he is one of the few... He, he pretends to be loyal. Oh, pretends to be loyal to the Empire. Okay. And yep. so he is quickly shuffled up the ranks in the mining company because... The Empire values loyalty over pretty much everything else. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Do you want a subplot where Lando knows where his true loyalties lie and Lando reaches out when Lando's getting ready to come back? Hmm. Or does that get too deep? He just needs to be a nobody. I'd say keep that as a B plot. Maybe. I think okay. it could be the kind of thing that like he's he gets he's he, there's an email on his data pad, you know, like from Lando. Right. Um, but I don't know. Th- that might be too much. I don't know. Maybe it. No. Okay. Okay, no, yes, yes, and I dig that. I like the idea. <laughs> it was it was actually it was it Lando's idea? He didn't want to. Our hero didn't want to do this, but Lando put him up to it. Right. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. Just and maintain th- loyalty to the Empire. Do what they need. Keep this place running. I will be back. That's that's like the pep talk. Right. Yeah. Oh, and so he gets okay. And so then he gets put in. He gets in way over his head. His like the the imperial officers are asking him to do things that he absolutely does not want to do. But he also cannot blow this cover. Um, right. Agree. Okay. Yeah. I like this direction. Is this guy? This got way grim. At one point, I was talking about doing a romantic comedy, and now this I think is there's like still Breaking be, Bad. I still th- <laughs> no. I think there can still be something uh, romantic stuff. <laughs> The romantic part is not the part I was most interested in. It was the comedy part. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> there can still be some of that kind of... All right. Let's be fair. I'm not great at writing romantic comedies, uh, <laughs> mainly because I don't write a whole lot of fiction, mainly because I just don't write <laughs> stories. Right. Um I actually really like this idea a lot. What are some of the situations that he gets put into, Joel? Uh, Okay, so with the Empire... Well, obviously, it's the Empire, so one of the first situations is increased production, but not necessarily increased staffing or resourcing. Okay. So he has to figure out how to meet quotas. Okay. There's going to be a... You got to meet these quotas, and if you don't, you're out. And so in order to maintain his cover, he's got to figure out a way to get other people on the Empire's side without blowing his cover. Okay. How does he do it? I almost said bribery, but I don't think that's going to work. No. Uh, he's not, he's not no. a briber type. No. He exactly. doesn't, he doesn't, he's not. He doesn't even know how to, he doesn't even know how to spell bribe. Oh, he's that kind of guy. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, then, honest. okay. Then he tries to do... No, that this is kind of a like identity finding moment for him. He he tries to do things like Lando at that moment. He starts to just <gasps> try to use charisma, and it ju- he just keeps <laughs> falling on his face, and he's just like, um, "Have you ever seen uh, the TV? There's the newer TV show, transform the Transformers TV show, where Bumblebee's kind of in charge on Earth. They don't know where Optimus yeah. is." And, he, and then at the like every single time Bumblebee's trying to get all the other Autobots to like roll out, he tries to come up with a new catchphrase and everybody's like, yeah, that's not your thing. And then Optimus Prime shows up one day and he's like, roll out. And they're like, see, that's how you do it. <laughs> 
So he just keeps trying over and over, trying to use charisma that he just doesn't have. Yes. So it's going to be an identity finding thing. Either one, eventually somebody feels sorry for him who does have the charisma, who does have people on their side, and he has to bear his heart to this one guy, and that guy gets on his side and becomes best friends. Uh Uh-huh. Or or two, he has to let everybody in on the secret. Uh, Oh, absolutely not. No, definitely the first one. Definitely the, yeah. That's kind of the direction I was leaning, but the only other way you actually get people on your side is to let them in on what's going on. Right. I think he is... He's like, it's like three days before the big, like the, the big deadline. And he is drinking blue milk at the bar one night. And, mm-hmm. uh, this guy, the guy walks up and it's like, and, and like, and, and, and figures out the, oh, he's everybody's friend. This guy's everybody's friend. And he's been right, established right. as everybody's friend the whole time. And so he, he walks up to him in the bar and he's like, oh, you, that's nobody drinks blue milk at a bar. Something must really be wrong. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so Yes. Yes. They they strike up a friendship um, and uh, the dude's able to get it and they pull it together. And that is it. it the day is saved. Sort of. Because the Empire is still getting a lot of Tabana gas. So that's not right. great. Now the Empire is getting Tabana gas, but they're trying to figure out a way just to save the place and keep people. Right. Employed in servitude. Yeah, it's kind of difficult, but you know what? At yeah. Least, yeah, this is and maybe, some, and maybe ooh, this is hitting some morally gray stuff, which is very good right. for I was about to say and that that becomes a plot like if this is a series of shows or episodes or books or or novel graphic novels uh-huh. or whatever, like one whole series of it or even a reoccurring plot is are we slaves here <laughs> or are we employed? We don't know. We don't know. I like that. And actually, when you say it like that, I, you know, I don't think this is the end of our guy's story. You know, I right. think I think that there's there's room for this to develop. So I think that this has I don't think this can be a movie. I think this has to be a show or a show uh, so, something yeah. that's more reoccurring or a comic book. Something. Yeah, yeah. Something with like something with like serialization. Absolutely. I like cereal, especially with blue milk. So but <laughs> <laughs> That's a dad. Joel, Joel and your eyes, terrible ideas. 100 goofs an hour. Okay. That's kind of the more serious stuff. Let's start. All right. So he's single at the beginning and he does have a love interest. Another minor or or lady who works in the top office. One of the ladies who works in the top office. Okay. Um, and so that's one one of the reasons his aspiration is to get up there. Because he <laughs> he's like... I. What you're not you're not liking this? No, what, he's, what don't he's, you like? No, he's 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 uh he's driven by uh he's driven by his pants. <laughs> he, he has no 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 he he wants he he he's driven by his love for Lando. He he uh he feels like he could do the job, but he has always been best at the mining. He just knows every single side of that, and so that's where they just keep putting him, even though he's capable of much more. Ah, they just keep putting him back in there and that's why Lando goes to him he's like you're the only one that could keep this place running because you know everything else there is to know sure. that's why Lando comes to him even though he always keeps getting put back in a place where he's really good at doing that stuff he's always been in love with this one lady and would prefer to work up there so that he could get to know her better ah okay cool okay I did earlier say that he was trying to keep his family fed you did so we have an important decision to make here does he have a previous smaller less with fewer love interests, family, um, or are we going to nix that and move on to this other thing? Well, I, I guess my thought when when I was going to the rom com, that's what I was thinking. There, ah, there's got to be the okay. If yeah, you're thinking, okay, 
Cool. Yeah. If you were thinking rom-com, I'm thinking there's got to be a love interest because then you've got the awkwardness of trying to figure out how to date somebody. Yes. In the middle of all of this. Yes. And he does have a kid who is away at boarding school on Naboo. Okay. And the kid is quirky and becomes a, an issue in act two, um, like trying to okay. balance the... Um, hey, look, it might be stepmom meeting <laughs> exactly we're moving back into romantic comedy territory that's a whole episode that's a whole episode that there it is um of like the kid comes back for or spring break or whatever you know right. why you would leave naboo for bespin as a teenager i'm not exactly sure but we'll get right yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out later so i i mean i didn't mean to try to force on you the the idea of him seeking out a love interest if we want to go with the family there's still plenty of uh sitcom type stuff that can be done with a family yeah i mean no 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 i think we could totally go that direction i think the love interest thing is good i think and i think that it also it gave us a whole episode out of the kid coming home so already we've got three yeah look at us we're awesome at this. we're awesome at this and most of the the, all the star wars series both both seasons of mandalorian so far have been eight episodes so right we're almost halfway there we're doing good almost if anybody happens to be listening to this and happens to be a writer or whatever all of this is copyright joel and uriah (laughs) it was copyright the moment we made it the moment the words came out of our mouth it was ours um, yes, don't take it. Please, pretty please. But also, if you or, do, or, it, right, if you do, that would also give us a call first. Just give us a call, or even maybe don't. You know, just like it would be kind of cool just to see our story happen, right? Without telling I mean, us, that would be cool. That, that, I, I'm actually kind of on board with that. So just just, <laughs> just float a Benjamin our way or something. You know, <laughs> float a Benjamin. <laughs> Woot! <laughs> it's an old coaster, but it checks out. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> off topic okay so he's got a kid kid comes home yep i I think that's i think that could be its own episode right the the that's like that's like episode seven no five um you know after after he's already made some he's already had some success with the mining stuff and already had some success with the the girlfriend situation you know what other situations are you envisioning um there's gotta be one where he's constantly trying to take a call from lando um like Oh, like, like, and he's having to go to, right. He's having to like, he's got a lot of meetings with the empire and he's also got to be down in the mine for something. And he's also got to be in the office for something. And he's also getting calls from his daughter about the, you know, about coming home for spring break. And so he, and he's also trying to take this call from Lando. And so he's like having to constantly like walk between all the different places and all of the different things that are happening around him are interfering in their own unique and special ways. Every time he walks through a door. Right. I like it. The The way you were describing that, I was envisioning a certain episode of Phineas and Ferb where Perry, the platypus ke- keeps getting interrupted by major monogram as he's trying to keep his cover. Yes. With yep. the kids. Yep. That kind of a, like exactly. silly, you know, the guy Lando just pops on at the exact wrong time. Exactly. Yep. And they're like, who's that? No, but, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Right. Oh, the one of the meetings they're having, the Empire is like, we're getting these weird transmissions from a place called Pasana. Has anybody heard of this place? And, uh, and he's like, and, and, and he like slaps his watch. <laughs> yes. No, right. Where I never heard of it. Never heard of Pasana. Okay, so I think we have we have four pretty good episodes. We can sort of leave the rest to the imagination. I think we have the guts here for a good story. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe uh, 
So, okay, so we, we mentioned a TV show. I think it could also be a comic book, um, depending on how, like, how much goof you can squeeze into one session. But I do feel like this has, I feel like it, it makes more sense as maybe a miniseries. Um, I agree, yeah. You know, like a one, one season, eight episodes, that kind of Just thing. Just for fun. Does it, and d- does it end with Lando's return and liberation of the place, of, of, of best Cloud City? Hmm. We got a little bit of that. Or does it just end knowing that that's coming? He gets word, hey, I'm on my way home. Oh, and it just that's ends. a great last line, actually. Um, he gets the call that Land- like Lando says he's on his way. And so, oh, so our hero is able to put his communicator down. He's able to put it yes. down and, and go have his like sunset ending with his daughter right. and his yes. new girlfriend. And yes, I love it. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, that's man. heartwarming. I just got all warm and fuzzy inside. There and you this go. This isn't even a real thing. That's <laughs> what we needed right there. And uh, if only he had a name. What's Lando spelled backwards? <laughs> odd now. He is odd now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, I'm glad, your, yours was much better. My thought was Brian. Brian. <laughs> I, almost, I almost said Steve. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. No, it's got to be. I don't know something Star Warsy. It doesn't. It doesn't matter though. His name doesn't matter because that's the the whole purpose of this is that he's an everyman. He's a nobody. He's nobody. <laughs> Bree dash on. It's Brian with a hyphen in between. <laughs> Bree on. <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> All right. I like that idea. I think it's an excellent one. Um, uh, At least it's excellent to be terrible. Yeah. Uh, Something that will never see the light of day. We're going to call. You know what? Pause. It has seen the light of day. We just took it out. We just made it, gave gave us some little training wheels and pushed it down a hill. And it (laughs) it rode down that small little tiny hill. Into traffic. and And it was... It was no, not even into traffic. We had the sunset ending. Oh, you true. just, you listener, just went on a ride with us, and you just now have another story from the Star Wars universe that is not copyright Lucasfilms, but is extended universe. I'm calling it now. Breon exists. That's what <laughs> happened. I approve. This is okay. Yeah, this is good. He, we, we, we pushed it. We pushed this idea down a hill into traffic. But the the idea expertly weaved in and out of said traffic. Absolutely, it did. Cool. Uh, except for the lawyers. Uh, if we get a call from from Lucas Lucasfilm lawyers or Disney lawyers, I don't. I've I all no of idea this what happened. We're about. <laughs> but anyways, I think all that's, of this, all of this. Yeah, if, if we get a call from Lucasfilm lawyers, all of this happened in another fantastical type universe with somebody named Oddnod Breon on a planet uh, Nipseb. <laughs> Bestman backwards. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I think that about does it for us for this one, dear listener. Uh, thank you for coming to hang out with us. We'll tell you about all of our socials and all of our where you can find us in just a minute. Uh, but for right now, have a great night. I'm Uriah. And I'm Joel. Thank you for listening. You're wonderful. Our intro and outro music is Kingdom by Phantom Sage. You can find them on SoundCloud and no copyright sound. You can find us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts and maybe others. I don't know. Check back later. Hey, if you've got a thought and you want to share it with us, you can email at us at joelanduriah at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Joel and Uriah or like us on Facebook, Joel and Uriah. Any other dead social media platform, we're probably there too. And thank you for listening to Joel and Uriah's Terrible Ideas. Terrible Ideas.
I said that you're wonderful about the listener, Joel, not you. You're a jerk. I know. 